Craft Beer Radio, episode 394, on September 11th, 2016. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where, uh, it's from the Wet Hot American Summer soundtrack, for those who don't know, we have a nice special show today because while Nick, our friend Nick, is joining us, as well as joining us, is Nick's fiance, Erin. Erin. Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is the first time we've ever willingly had a female on the microphone. Willingly. 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 What does that mean? When Greg and Alex were here, Alex was in the room, right? But she didn't want her well, voice. Well, we've had Julia on before. Well, she wasn't in the room. She wasn't in the room. <laughs> uh, well, it's because Heather never wanted to come on. Right. I think Allie's been on before. So there's that. Um, <laughs> but, Erin, um, you don't like beer. I do not like beer. However, you had an Oktoberfest in the, uh, in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that bad. wasn't that bad. That's where it starts. That's exactly where it starts. Like, like at first, I didn't like it, but then the more I was just like kept drinking it, it got a little bit better. Yeah, it's a little bit. Take your medicine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting because um, Greg texted me the other day saying, "You know, we'd like to bring Aaron on the show," and I'm like. Weren't you guys just saying that she like <laughs> likes really sweet wines and sea breezes and things like that? You know, she really want to be on the show, but uh, yeah, it sounds like she's here under her own volition and not being forced to drink these things. Yeah, so. well, like I said to you, when I found out about it, I thought it was a joke, <laughs> and then I asked if I was coming, and then I said no. <laughs> All right, so you what? dragged yourself here. I did. Yeah. <laughs> All I drove. All right. Let's start out with this one. Oh, we got a little bit oh, of a gushing. Of gushing. So it's, it's when uh, some farmhouses and and occasionally when beers are spoiled, you can have them gush a little bit coming out from the top. Um, farmhouses though can do this without that being a problem. This yeah. is a farmhouse style. So a farmhouse style is a French style beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of Belgian or French. Belgian or French, right? It, it's it's lighter. Uh, it. it um, Uses tend to tends to use uh, um, wilder yeasts, so they're a little bit um, a little bit dusty, a little bit sometimes. Um, sometimes uh, we, I, I like coiled rope. That's my favorite descriptor. But barnyard um, hay pile, that kind of thing, can sometimes come through in the flavor. Interesting. The color here is a um, like a. Like a mellow yellow. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't say exactly what we're drinking. This is from Oxbow. Oh, yes. Crossfade. And this is the Crossfade Blended Farmhouse Ale. December 2014. Really? Well, where'd you... Did... I got this at uh, Caliente last weekend. Well... <laughs> two weekends ago. We should talk about the, the, the other Caliente. <laughs> so, the one that, you know... I saw your tweets about it, yes. October 20... No, no. No, February, February 2015. 2015. An IPA. February and, 2015. And you liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. It was number one. Right. But it wasn't It wasn't hoppy. Yeah, it wasn't hoppy. But yeah, it came out February 2015 and I bought it. So yeah. I, uh, all right. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, it, it's... Like a cloudy yellow. Yeah, like a cloudy yellow, a straw color. It's you know, very cloudy. It's got a little bit of head. It smells like wheat, um, so there's a little bit of like lemongrass. 
Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of tartness there. It's not too funky. It's not like it's smelling like uh, dusty leather or yeah. you know anything too farm like barnyard. Really, the, the we talked the breadth that we were talking about before we started recording. The thing that Nick was confused about mm-hmm. last time he was on the show. Uh, it's like Greg said. It's it's a not. It's a more wild yeast. It's a species of yeast that hasn't been cultivated for hundreds of years, mm. intentionally. Thousands of years, yeah. Thousands of years, hundreds of years. Well, you know, hundreds of years for modern yeast, right? Yes, yeah. You know, so it, it's more wild. But I mean, the stuff that's in this beer is cultivated, but just it has. It's not as refined as the stuff that brewers have been selecting for for you know eight hundred years, and um, so it gives off kind of more rustic fl- aromas mm-hmm. and flavors and things like that. Some people will say it smells like horse blanket. You're a vet, so you can appreciate some of these uh, animal type <laughs> terms. <laughs> I'm also like I also um, lived in Philly, like outside of Philly, on the farm. So okay, I got this. There, there's a there's a hop. Um, called amarillo which has a very distinct uh, kind of dank aroma and sometimes even flavor uh that we have characterized uh in the past as urinal or cat pee Uh, yeah really yes um we now have a word for it a special word we created called dord for that (laughs) just so we don't have to say cat pee all the time oh that that like hits home with me 100 percent cat urine yes I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I went on to the flavor on this because it seems like the aroma is a little bit walled off right now, a little bit closed in. The flavor, there's um, a reasonable tartness, a sourness to it. It kind of has a bit of a, a lambic type character to it. Ooh. And then I think like the breadth's in there as well. So it's not just all, you know... Um, bacteria strains causing the souring, but, you know, the breadth in there is giving it a little bit more... Um, kind of a dusty or ropey rope, coiled rope type uh, character too. There's a lot of hops on this one. Mm. A lot of yeah, hops. Yeah, that's something I forgot because I was focusing yeah. on the sour parts of it. But there's kind of a big pineapple up front, mm-hmm. which this is December 2014. So, yeah, it, it, it's a very, um, they call it a blend of hop forward saisons, 5%. So um, it, it's coming through uh, pretty strongly, I think. Um. What do you think, Aaron? Um, I would say, like for the smell, when you said like wheatgrass, I would mm-hmm. agree with you like a hundred percent. I couldn't under like I couldn't like get it, but as soon as you said wheatgrass, I'm like yes. That's yeah. It. So when you, have you tasted this yet? Or I, not? I just did. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's probably not it doesn't taste like what you imagine beer is. No, because we just tried the Oktoberfest, and as soon as I tasted this, I was like, oh, this is definitely not Oktoberfest. <laughs> right. Right. Well, but Oktoberfest, when you drank it, it mm-hmm. kind of conformed to your preconception of what yeah, beer it did. is. Yeah, it right? did. And this one is probably much further from centerline beer expectations. It sure is. It's it's good, though. I mean, I I do. it definitely has some sort of like citrus with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't know what... You Which, hear that, that Nick? That's... You got to buy your fiance beer that's twenty four dollars a bottle. That's, that's I have expensive taste. <laughs> that that citrus note is uh, very likely coming from either the wheat or the hops. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's so. definitely hoppy I would, too. I would like to add also the finish of it has like that feeling when you just like bite onto a lemon and you get that real like mm-hmm. almost like a little bit of a drying quality. Mm-hmm. It's definitely drying. Yeah. It has yeah. that really yeah. drying quality, and then it gives that really sweet aftertaste. That yeah. sour bitter aftertaste mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so it, it at first it comes Not across bitter. kind of like um a citrus you know like a grapefruit pineapple thing yeah. mm-hmm. but with that much age on the beer i think that the sourness isn't necessarily coming from like hop 
acids, you know, and hop oils, but more so from the souring, the you know, the yeah. aging of the beer. But it seems like it did a really good like replacement of the citrusy, of the fresh acid, yeah, yeah the, the, with the with the more stuff. aged ones. Yeah, it, it has a nice dry finish to it. Like I said, it's, you know, a little mm-hmm. yeah, drying in the mouth, a little slightly uh, lime soda chalky, mm-hmm. uh, but that kind of goes with this style pretty well. So mm-hmm. I think it, I think it works. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even even for a two year old beer, but it's a saison. I mean, I, I think work. that I'm glad it's this old, yeah. right? I, I'm surprised it's this old, but I'm glad that it has this much age on it. You know, if this thing was super hop bursting right now, I don't think we'd appreciate nearly as much yeah. complexity on this thing. You know, as I'm drinking, I'm starting to get something a little bit floral, like um, I don't know, like it, it's in there with the 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 closing with the limestone and stuff mm-hmm. like you're talking about. I'm getting these like little like notes of things that are a little lively and floral. Um, I wish I could pin my finger on it right now. I want to say lavender, but really I don't like that too much as a yeah. call. Um, I want to find something and, better. Hmm. Okay, I sort of see where you're going. Um, yeah, I think one of the ma- major distinctions between this style uh, in general is it's not not a drinker, right? Not a not a pour back a bunch of bottles of this. You're, mm-hmm. yeah. you're going to have one. You're gonna oh, I mean, really yeah. So this is what a, a half liter, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a half liter, and um, yeah, splitting it four ways is about the right serving size mm-hmm. for this beer. I mean, I could have a second glass, but I mean, right. I don't feel... Yeah, it's only 5%, so you're not getting a lot of alcohol with it mm-hmm. anyway, but um, even a whole bottle of this might, is, is a lot. for. It's just a lot to put your t- tongue through, really. It's There's a lot of stuff going on. All right. That was an interesting place to start. I didn't expect it would be that... That funky, right? Yes. That. Um... So now, where do you want to go, Greg? Why don't we go with the bud? What with the Budweiser? <laughs> the black bud, huh? <laughs> Lol. So this is Breckenridge Oatmeal Stout. Uh, I think I I picked this up. Yep. Don't pour too much. Remember. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I have. Like, I have this muscle memory for pouring yeah. it for two or three people, but never had to pour it for four people. Yeah, you have. Not very often. Not 12-ounce bottles regularly. Not 12-ounce bottles. Right. Looks like Aaron's going to take take your time with this one. This one's too I'm, good to rush. I was going to say, I'm a slow drinker. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Here's Nick. and Take the bottle for when she's mm. ready. So I think I picked this up because I just wanted to try it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since I've had it, and I, I don't remember uh, particularly liking it. I don't remember particularly liking very much from Breckenridge in general. Uh, Breckenridge has always been kind of a mediocre uh, to me and not really a, a, a shooting star. Yeah, it seems like, you know, I remember having an agave one from them that was mm-hmm. pretty good at one point and had a, a bomber of something hoppy that had a car in the front, 471 or something like that. That one seemed pretty decent, but those are really the two standouts that I can think of from them. Their big one is uh, their vanilla porter, right? Isn't that mm-hmm. yeah? Uh, the they they do one. Atwater does Atwater another does one too, yeah. right? And yeah. the Atwater one is the one that I see more often around here. Their vanilla porter and their four seventy one small batch IPA. So thirty six IBUs on this five percent alcohol alcohol by volume oatmeal stout. So it's very very dark. Yeah, the aroma on this, I was kind of surprised. First aroma I'm getting is like pretty smoky. You know, it, it for me, it, it's kind of 
really dark roast leading with smoke more so than cocoa or you know more malty roast type aromas and there's a little bit of that oatmeal type smell in there too you know something that's a little mm. bit oaty you know you can't you put in your mind of a bowl of fresh steaming oatmeal and it doesn't have much aroma but the aroma that it does have you can kind of smell some of that in here as well uh, in the marketing speak the very last word is unforgettable <laughs> well, okay. that's, 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 a, that's heavy hitting yes. right there we shall that see. can cut both ways though you know it can hmm. that's kind of a light like it's so roasty on the nose mm-hmm. that when you first put it in your mouth, it kind of feels. And actually, even the aftertaste is so clean that mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like you're drinking the same beer you just smelled. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like that it really is quick and clean on the on the palate, and you like none of the oats or the roast or the cocoa soaked in. This could really use hot peppers. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you put in some chipotle or something like that. Maybe in like Tabasco, I think, would go really well in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm getting a, like a like a smoked maple. Mm-hmm. Okay, kinda. sure, yeah. yeah. Kind of what I'm getting from yeah, that. Yeah, the smoky is there. I'm not yeah, getting... Yeah, the smoke quality is there. I'm not getting too much of the oatmeal. Oatmeal usually comes across as a little bit slick. Yeah, um, I'm not. I, I Like I said, I feel more of like kind of something leaning towards... It's not necessarily maple, but I lean towards that type of like... I don't know, because when I sipped it, the first thing I thought for some reason was bacon. And that's not what it tastes like at all, mm-hmm. but that's just right. like what my mind went to. It's, it's, I mean, bacon is just cured with, with basically regular smoke. It's not, yeah. it's, it, so it's not that far. I mean, the flavor isn't actually that different mm-hmm. in bacon. I mean, it doesn't have the meaty pork flavor, mm-hmm. but it, the same smoke mm-hmm. is coming through. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. what I'm pulling from it is that aspect of it. Yes. It, it's smokier than, than, than I remember, certainly. Um, Actually, I'm kind of enjoying it. Yeah, I was just saying, it's not bad. It's okay. Uh, it doesn't have anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it seems like it's aiming to be really um, non-impactful on the palate. You know, it's a light, it's, a, it's the lightest yeah. imperial, or lightest oatmeal stout I can think of. Well, it's not an imperial. It is like, I mean, you know, but I misspoke. Lightest oatmeal stout that I can think of. Yeah, it's pretty know. light for an oatmeal stout. Like, even though the, the flavor is decent there, it... You know, you know. Remember when we were at Anheuser Busch? They were always so proud of their cl- their clean finish, right? Mm-hmm. Quick, clean finish. Yes. This one feels like it's engineered the same way, right? We got to have a quick, clean finish on this. Right. It it, it gets out of the, it gets out of your way pretty quickly. Yeah. It doesn't uh, doesn't linger for too much. It's um, the hops are are basic and and uh, low impact compared to the roast and and malt that's coming through. And yeah, it does kind of doesn't doesn't last too long in the tongue. Probably decent with a burger, decent with some uh, food. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it's definitely a passable beer when you're doing other things. You know, when we're here focusing solely on it, I think that it's mm-hmm. you know a little below par compared to other things. Erin has had her first sip. It's a big <laughs> transition from the crossfade for yeah, sure. Yep. We're trained professionals, so (laughs) (laughs) try this at home. (laughs) Caution when you try this at home. But try it. (laughs) So when you smell it, what what do you get on the aroma? 
Do you, do you smell? I mean, what? I don't want to put things in your head. I don't know if you're. I mean, but, you, but it is a quiz. It is a pop yeah. quiz. So. It is there is a pop yeah. quiz? Oh yeah. no. Um, <laughs> no, no. I want. I just want to hear what you think. I mean, I definitely get like smokiness mm-hmm. from it, but that's that's where it stops. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think it still tastes smoky to me. Sure, I think there's some in there. Yeah, I mean, other than that, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's good still. I mean. You don't have to say everything's I mean, good. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't go up to a bar and be like, I want this tonight. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, mm-hmm. beer is not, like, not easily drink, like, I can't easily drink it. Yeah, no, I understand. So, I have to, like... Yeah, just give it to Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to pass my keys? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, you're going to be, like, drinking all my beer. <laughs> um, Do you get any coffee notes? Because I'm getting some... Uh, Kind of like espresso notes. I'm not personally. Okay. I'm not getting much of the cocoa. Um, I mean, uh, coffee gr- uh, beans. <laughs> I'm slurring <laughs> up a word. It's world here. I've only had two. I mean, uh, and low alcohol. <laughs> yeah, low alcohol. It's, that's just me just being a... stupid. But uh, no, I, I, I'm not getting that. Um, I can search for it when I have another sip. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, I wasn't really getting much coffee on it. Yeah, not, no. I'm not thinking coffee. I'm thinking espresso. So I think it's a very different, different blend. Different... Hey, yeah, an espresso would, I guess, would give it a little difference. But I, I personally, no, I'm not getting that on that. Yeah. I, I'm getting more of like I said, that bacon smoke kind of wood f- flavor. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm around a campfire drinking it. Mm-hmm. Kind of aspect. Like it's definitely to me. That's a that type of beer. To me, is a winter beer. I love drinking smoky roasty porters in the winter i really enjoy that because i don't know it's just like a comforting kind of oh, thing no, kind of like an it's, it's definitely i mean the stouts tend to be more seasonally available in the winter although there are summer releases uh and there are of course all year round ones. yeah but people typically think stout they, they think winter i think stouts are um are great anytime personally yeah yeah so do i that's why i mean I, I never had that stipulation, but when I get the the smokier ones, right. I definitely like to think more towards. It's cold outside. I'm bundled up. I, I wonder don't... if that's. Uh, I sorry to interrupt you, but I wonder mm-hmm. if that's um, sort of the the same thinking that goes into, you know, herb and spice beers are sort of winter beers because they have kind of the same bite or a little bit of the same of a similar bite to them. Mm-hmm. So the smoke, you think the smoke and you think the herbs and spice are the same same way. Like you don't really want an herb spice beer in June. Yeah, no, no. not particularly. Yeah, I'm kind of yeah. dreading the pending seasonals. <laughs> well, they're already out there. We talked about it last uh, last show, but the pumpkins are out. The pumpkins, the spice beers. yes. <laughs> uh, it's the great. It's the great pumpkin. Charlie Brown it is out there, and it is very easy to see. Never but, had. I've never had one that tasted like pumpkin. I think you did one time. No, it, it tasted. I didn't. Didn't taste like pumpkin. It tasted like pumpkin pie. It was close enough. That's just a whole bunch of cinnamon and other. Well, things. I, I don't like pie either. So. Um, pumpkin beers. What? What? Which law of craft beer radio is that, Jeff? Third. It might be the third. 
The third, so there are several laws of craft beer radio. Uh, the first one is uh, the, the drunker you are, the better the show. The better the beer is, the better the, the show. The better the beer is, the better the show. The second the law. You are the second, no, the second law is the stronger the beer is, the better we think the show is. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the third one is. Until you play back. The third one yeah. is the idea of a pumpkin beer is always better than the actuality of a pumpkin beer. Because mm, is... pumpkin beers sound like something that should be awesome, mm-hmm. but they seldom are. Well, it's a lot with just like the pumpkin is such a delicate berry. I mean, the flavor of pumpkin is so delicate yes. that every time you put it into something and then you throw, even if you're being careful and you throw something into it, it's yeah. automatically just I mean, smothering it. It's it. become obvious that it's just not a beer phenomenon. The idea of pumpkin yeah. anything sounds delicious. And then. Yeah, that's what I, I said to her the other day. I was like, "Oh, pumpkin log! All right, I can't oh, wait." Oh, pumpkin to get log that. is delicious. It's so good, but but pumpkin Oreos are not delicious. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> I like. Uh, I mean, I love a good pumpkin pie. I love a good pumpkin mm. pie. Mm-hmm. But all right, guys, I'm waiting to pour you some beers. Sorry, I'm sorry. That's okay. Give it to Nick. He took half it already. Give him the rest. So we're going to jump into a, a whole different style. This is a Goza. It's going to be probably closer to the... the uh, closer to the first, first one, one yeah. sort of, but... Uh, eh, I mean, I don't know. It, so a Goza is a... Um, where is Goza? So Leipzig. Leipzig. So kind of German, German-influenced... Uh, similar to a type of beer called Berliner Weiss. I gave Weiss. you a little bit less this time. Thank you. So. Uh, it is a kettle sour beer. So it's sour, and the sour comes from um, letting mm. it ferment uh, inside the kettle. Lactobacillus, Lactobacillus takes place. And it's, it's an, so the first beer you had had some sour to it. And I don't know exactly how it was made, but it sounds like it was like the more traditional harder older way of making a sour which is post-fermentation with um you know lambic type bugs and stuff like that uh, bugs is uh, an affectionate term we use for the wild yeasts and things like Mm. that so um you know those kinds of things where um everyone is making gozas these days or berliner vices but particularly gozas because it's easy to do sour this way you don't have to worry about getting these bugs into your fermentation cellar where they can be hard to get out if you don't want them in there it's like evicting cockroaches sometimes um so this one is before you boil so the boil will sanitize all the lactobacillus and so you don't have to worry about it when you're actually in your fermentation cellars and then the goza also has salt added to it to, to open up the beer and to give it some character this one and sometimes they have citrus added as well the label that they so the can that this came in from Pizza Boy, it's a 16 ounce can. It's their generic or their IPA can, but it has a sticker on it. And I don't know. Do you think that's the shape of a lemon, or do it you think like that's just, or do you think that's yeah, just coincidence? Yeah, this kind of tastes like a shape like a lemon. Yeah. Okay, so there may be some lemon something in this juice peel zest. Something. Yeah, I don't have really have much information on it other than it's 5.4 percent alcohol by volume from Pizza Boy Brewing. This is the. Haters tears goes. Okay. Pour is a, a golden color. It's a little bit darker than your average yeah. run of the mill goza. Goza is a style that didn't exist practically four years ago. Um, you know, it was kind of in the history books, and maybe a couple places in Leipzig were making it. And then some American craft brewer somewhere was like, "You know what? I'm going to make this beer." And yeah. dominoes have fallen. 
Yeah, well, it, it was as sour beers were starting to really get um, get traction, and this was an easy to make sour that also had um, that salt gives it an extra quality that mm-hmm. uh, that brings out some extra flavors so that people really got into it, and that just. Yeah, open the floodgates. One aroma that I get in a lot of goes is because it's the lactobacillus that gives it the tartness is kind of a yogurty aroma. And when I'm smelling this, I'm getting a little bit of a Greek yogurt or something like that on it. Yes. Yeah, I have no idea That's... what I'm smelling, but I'm smelling something. I, was... I can't I can't place it. I was sniffing the hell out of it and I couldn't place it, but yeah. that, that was it. I kept thinking like yogurt. I kept going back to the leather, I think, because of the uh yeah. right, yeah. season. But I, I yeah. kinda get that aspect and as soon as you said yogurt i was like makes a lot more sense yeah well, that's it's, totally, it's yeah. inching towards a, a reindeer cheese like a like a very hard rind uh, cheese. cheese yeah i can't i can't place it i don't know i don't like yogurt either so oh. <laughs> i really don't like anything so. okay this one has a pretty neat has a pretty full mouthfeel to it mm. and um you know, starting like looking look at Greek yogurt, there's more comparisons. The mouthfeel, the creaminess, you know, mm-hmm. is kind of in this beer. And there's a, a bit of a fruitiness in there. It's kind of a blend of. Um, it's a lime. It's a lime lemon thing. It, lime it, lemon. It, but yeah. the, I'm also getting like. <laughs> what's wrong? Nothing. I'm also getting some like blueberry, like like underripe blueberry type flavors in here as well. Like not super ripe blueberry pie, but like, you know, like greenish blue blueberry type flavor i'm trying to remember the name of the cocktail i've had it, it kind of similar is it's, it's a type of sour not a whiskey sour but it was mm-hmm. a picky picketty sour or something like that it, okay. some new orleans i drink i think it had a flavor a lot like this it was a little bit more um almost milky in a sense but had a, had a similar flavor and, and um bite to hurricane? it hurricane no, not no, a no. I don't know my cocktails. No. I just no. took a guess because you said New Orleans. This is the Haters Tears Goza from Pizza Boy. I like this quite. This a is this yeah. Boy. I I did not after um, smelling it. I did not expect to have that strong sense mm-hmm. of sour from it. I haven't had my fair share of Gozas, so I'm not too familiar with the style and how it's supposed to be for that stylistic. This period. one's this one's. More sour than average, I think. Yeah. Okay. Just slightly more sour than average. Now there uh, are plenty of people, Aaron, who think that gozas taste just like sweat. I, so <laughs> I don't know if that's putting ideas in your head. I kind of just like keyed it for. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's kind of funny. But I think there's actually um, the salt, especially, is giving yeah. it, mm-hmm. is giving it a yeah. Gatorade like mm-hmm. uh, yeah. flavor. Yes, like the way the best way I can describe it, it's like it's like a hill. Like you first like mm-hmm. you first like take a drink and then it like pushes you up and then you just go down. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how else to sure. describe it. No, it's hey, I'm, you should. Greg <laughs> talks about pyramids sometimes. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh, I, I have, I'm very visual uh, a lot of times. For, that, that's what I mean. Like when I'm drinking, it, all I envision is like a hill. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah, know. I totally. I know exactly where you're coming from. Yeah, like yeah. when you call Gatorade, it kind of like how I help Nick get it in perspective. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, the the salt, the lemon lime that this has, mm-hmm. it tastes a lot like green Gatorade with a little more tart, yeah. with mm-hmm. more tartness to it. Yeah, because get... Gatorade is not very really tart. Yeah, but you you take that, but the flavors that are in the Gatorade kind of carry through to this. I get a sense of like grassiness to it. I was just thinking grass, but hmm. 
like yeah, uh, all of that mm-hmm. plus like like a green grass like a really fresh cut yeah grass. like a fresh cut mm-hmm. kind of green grass kind of thing not not a lemon grass wine. like saison okay. kind of grass like a, a straw grass like a freshly cut green grass and with the strong citru- uh, citrus and the saltiness to it I forget what the name oh. is for for uh i think there's there's a name for the fresh the, the aroma stuff that comes off of freshly cut. i know i know it's an alarm signal the grass uh, i think you're thinking of are you Petr- thinking of petrichor petrichor which is which after rain after yeah. rain it yeah. gives off that aroma. which that which the saison probably fits more yeah 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 i can definitely get like the salt mm-hmm. in it Right. No, it's, it's very it's salty. Def- it's but... very salty, and I it's think that, I think that's sweet. why I don't I don't like it. It's just because there's. I think that's why I do. I think it's because I don't. <laughs> you get more of it now. Yeah. So. It's uh, I mean it yeah it has that sort of yeah it has an energy drink amount of salt. It has a lot. It has, salt. It, it does have a lot of salt in it. So if I had to pick a beer to smell my entire life, it wouldn't necessarily no. be this one. But this is a no. really really tasty beer. This is my least favorite beer. <laughs> Well, we're not done yet, Aaron. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it just has like a weird like, you know, like texture to it. It's yep. like it's definitely it doesn't like I don't, I don't know stringy. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It just it does, doesn't uh, feel the same way as any other like the other beer two beers sure. I drank. It feels different. I don't well, know. That, that's I mean, one of the things we talked about before we did the show was that we didn't exactly have a. Um, a fridge full of accessible beers right. ready for you. Gateway and, beers. You know, yeah. you know, if I was knowing that Aaron was coming on the show and going shopping, <laughs> I would have focused the shopping towards not girly beers, but things like to showcase different flavors, you know, and things I would find as reasonable gateway beers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just going through our fridge, it, it's not really set up for that. Right. But I kind of liked that as a challenge mm-hmm. uh, because I I feel like... We are, we have now, instead of just, okay, we're giving you, you know, the, the basics and, and leading you in, we're, we're They're pushing you're, you're jumping with yeah. both feet, but you're mm-hmm. getting, we are able to give you a whole bunch of different styles. So you're right. able to, to, to taste a whole now, bunch of The one beers. thing that I found over the years, and I've introduced, I used to travel a lot for work, and part of traveling for work means going out and drinking craft beer with the guys after work. Mm-hmm. And I've given lots of people tours of beers and i would usually save a sour of some sort to the end of the night and you you know years ago i would think that you know i'd have a very low likelihood of everyone or very many people like a low percentage of people like the sour at the end it turns out it was overwhelmingly positive people liked sour beers and you know i've changed my opinion completely so like the first beer the tartness and tanginess i'm glad you like that one this one's a little too much i understand that but you know don't be afraid of Hearing the word sour beer because I mean mm-hmm. there's a lot of great flavors. Oh, in there. there's some mm-hmm. sours out there. Like I, I understand not liking the saltiness. It, it was the salt that like threw yeah. me off. Yeah, but there are sours that don't have that salty component that are mm-hmm. amazing. Um, like uh, Cosmic uh, Mother Funk is an example of uh, one of our favorites. It's just fantastic. Oh, it's amazing. So now we're going to go into an IPA because mm-hmm. you hated the last one. We guess yeah. you have to hate this one more. <laughs> She's like, don't pick a bunch of hoppy beers. So we didn't. I'm actually looking forward to the hoppy beer after this. One. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> just because this one's like just setting was... her expectations. Yeah, it, it'll be a um, a shift in, in the palate for sure. We should have started with the last one, and then I would have loved all the rest. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I think in some ways it's almost good that you're not you don't love everything, right? Because no. you're you're able to see okay, there's stuff that I like, there's stuff mm-hmm. I don't like, and I can 
you can tailor your expectations on that level like, mm-hmm. a little bit. We're going to go with Neon Gypsy from Duclaw. 55 IBU, 6.5% alkali by volume. Uh, here are the hops that are used in this one. Wow, a lot. Uh, Columbus, Simcoe, Chinook, Amarillo, Citra, Nelson Sullivan, and Soriachi Ace. Oh, that's it? That's all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we're talking about what we call a Phase 2 uh, Saison. Or phase, phase, phase 2 of IPA, right? Um, <laughs> or Kitchen Sink. Yeah, um, because in terms of the, the hoppiness, it's more... Mm-hmm. Um, more towards a slightly resiny um, combination of some some various uh, resiny and f- citrus flavors with some added stuff going on with Nelson Savings, a little bit of grape quality there, and Soriaji Ace, which kind of goes into I, I would hold on. I would, I would get your nose in that glass before you tell her what I'm, it smells like. This, this, is, this is before I'm right. you, I'm just reading it, the hops. It's it not is, really yeah. fitting the stereotype. Okay. Mm. Uh, the grains are used are pale malt, dextrin, torrefied wheat, and flaked rye. Okay. So that's an interesting uh, sure. grain bill there, too. So Pour super duper clear. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a uh, bronzish gold. Rome on this one, it is a concophony, like a big blend of hops, but I think where it's coming out is kind of the grapefruit pineapple, um, and I think there's, you know, some mango coming through there, too, and um, kind of mandarin orange, like the really, like, or clementine, like really sweet oranges, too. Smells a bit Doherty to me. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm getting, I'm not getting the, remember Dord's the code word for... Yeah, there's definitely the 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 thing that the Dord really um, I think hits most for me is an oniony sense. It is a yeah. sulfury oniony-ness. and that is where uh, Amarillo and and um, and uh, Simcoe especially give me that. No Sim, yeah, there is Simcoe in this one, so. Yeah, so moving on to the flavor. Um... Plus onion. Yeah, yeah, Plus you're onion. right. It's onion. It definitely pulls back from the fruit flavors and kind of sits in the valley between that and pine, you know, and mm-hmm. you're in this little... I wouldn't really use dank to describe this one, but it's it's dank adjacent, right? You're in there with the sulfury flavors, <laughs> yes. but it's not stinky so much. And um, I don't know. It feels... I don't know, do we have a date on the bottle here? It goes from like a green onion into... A kind of mulch and cut grass, and then almost a little wintergreen, and and a little like uh, and and pine sap. Again. Yeah, that that the, the kind uh, of piney yeah. aspect. Yeah, four months and a week old, so it's not super yeah, fresh. It's super it, fresh, but fresh enough, I think. It totally feels like I just got a big piece of onion on my burger. Yeah, that was not mm-hmm. meant to be there. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Uh, Nick, you had before the show said that uh, Neon Gypsy. You were like, "Yeah, I rated it as meh." I think <laughs> yeah. that's uh, I think that that's a decent rating for this one. Yeah, um, it is. It, it is a very phase two ish beer. Um, it hits that onion note hard. If you like your double Simcoes, and you'll like this. Uh, not not my favorite. If yeah, if you my... like your um, ballast point, what's the uh, Dorado? Dorado. This is sort of similar to Dorado for me. Okay. 
Not watermelon dorado. Not watermelon dorado. <laughs> I had pineapple sculpin. Did you? I passed it up the other day. How was it? Okay. You had a little. Oh uh, yeah, I did. It, it was good. Okay. It, it was. It was very. They had both drinkable. Ha- they had both habanero and pineapple on well, tap. So you go with the habanero. You go yeah, with the habanero. Yeah, absolutely. But the pineapple, what I liked about it was, it was like really thin. It was really drinkable, and it was like you can just keep on drinking it like you were drinking water. It was very. It was like a refreshing kind of. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. I didn't get it. It wasn't chemically like like that watermelon that we had, right. and I, I still don't know if that's the way every Dorado tastes. We just we mm. had one bottle that was just god awful. We got some corroboration. Yeah, but that. not enough corroboration. I guess you're right. The um, today I had another beer with stuff added. I had Stone Ruination Ruin Ten with orange peel and vanilla bean. It was not bad. Like I said on my tweet, it's not bad in a jump the shark kind of way. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Ruination is a big, strong IPA. Um, and to put vanilla bean and. Uh, it, it, really wiped, it really wiped out the hoppiness of it. You know? Yeah. And you were tasting all this other stuff. It's, it's fine. But, you know, I was thinking back to Lou's article of, you know, the, the pending doom. And Talk, guys. Pending mm-hmm. craft beer doom. <laughs> yeah, to. Past messages? Oh, no. Oh, oh. I don't know. She's like, get I, this, me out of here. Not, not my favorite beer. I d- didn't think it would be. No. Uh, sort of brought it in it's, there as a, as almost a, a benchmark. Yeah. As, as like, a, here's here's something kind of what probably more of what you were expecting. Yeah. Uh, and. Mm-hmm. It's like, as for, when I first drank it, I hate it. And mm-hmm. then it kind of gets a little better, and then right. it goes back, and then for some reason, like the the flavor or whatever, just like punches you in the face yes. again for the, like the, this the one second especially, time. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know why that is, but so it's like you hate it, it's okay, and then it, you hate it again. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I totally know where you're coming from because um, I think it's you hate it because you, you're you're not used to that big resiny hop thing. Yeah, it's just like. Then your tongue gets used to it, and yeah. you're like, okay, I can start tasting the flavors, and then... For some the, reason, it comes back. They reassert themselves, yeah. right? It's like, cause, cause, because, all right, now I can start to get into the flavors. What are the flavors? Oh, a whole oh, bunch that. of onion. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I why I, did, yeah. I said this one yeah. before. I was so, like, hey, there's, there's new hops, and you really should try one of these kind of IPAs, ones that have, like, mosaic, and yeah, Equinox. Mm-hmm. And there's a beer, where I was today for lunch, went back to... Um, we were the soccer game was in Hampton, so I went back to Caliente, and I had the um, I didn't have it today, but last time the uh, Hopworks or no, not Hopworks Hop Concept, right? The guys from Lost Abbey doing the hoppy beers. Oh, that was at uh, at Fatheads. Um, the Equinox, the Equinox and, and Galaxy, right? Yeah, uh, uh, Equinox and Mosaic. and Mosaic, yeah, so good. Oh yeah, so Equinox and Mosaic and Galaxy, these are all hops that are a newer. What we call phase three, um, it's it's really just our term. It's just a crappy radio term. It's not like a term that's out there for. I, was say, I, didn't, I didn't quite enjoy phase two. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, n- neither do I. Really, um, I'm, I'm a I'm you know generally a phase of fan one, uh, phase of uh, a fan of phase one, uh, phase two. You can get me occasionally, but mostly I uh, that's that's when I kind of lost interest in IPAs. Phase three brought me back into the mm. fold. So um, tropical. Mango, passion fruit, these kind of flavors are coming through. Uh, even in some cases, stuff like vanilla, like really out mm. there flavors coming out. Mm-hmm. So that that hop concept beer, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> there there are really really excellent stuff coming out there. But I agree with you in the whole phase two. What 
Yeah, lost, not, lost me already. <laughs> not my, uh, not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. We are going to end with the lost Abbey's lost and found. Hmm. So this is a Belgian style. Lost and found is basically it's modeled after a Trappist beer. So Trappists are the monks that made beer. They make beer. Mm-hmm. Still make beer. Uh, still do. There's still uh, how many Trappist uh, monasteries are there now? Seven, I think. It's more and more. Because uh, there's some. There's now one in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't. Yeah. Don't quiz me, man. <laughs> Seven ish is a good number. Yeah. I would, maybe eight, nine. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, it's basically a double style uh, ale, which is a around it, it t- tend to be around eight percent. I'm not sure what the uh, information is here. The Lost Abbey site does not have a lot of information on it, but um, so you're going to get uh, so these are relatively malty beers that have uh, Belgian yeast, so they're a little bit more they're a little bit different from the standard beer yeast uh, in that they tend to be a little bit more. Um, I talked to you before about esters and phenols. They tend to be a little Mm -hmm. bit more estery or phenolic. They tend to have a little bit more of those characteristics of the fruit or spice. Mm -hmm. And they also add Belgian candy sugar into the beer as a way to uh, thin out the beer a little bit in this fermentation. Hmm. I started reading um, San Hieronymus' new book, which is um, brewing local, like using foraging for ingredients and that kind of thing. And there's a really great section of it of... um, you know, like foraging food, like guide type thing. Like I didn't know Queen Anne's lace was edible, and no. and like the kind of flavors. That, we'll talk about it later when I have more time to to get into the book. But he was talking in the in the in the forward about um, talking with a Belgian brewer and and um, how the beers that they make use the word digestible, right? And that's making a beer that's fermentable by the yeast. You know, so it, it kind of thins the body out. So it's just along with what you were saying, it kind of you know. A good way to think of it is the beer is digestible, so it has that. that and that's what the candy sugar would do, right? Yeah. Also, because of that, it will tend to have a little bit of higher carbonation uh, than than other beers. Yeah, so it's in a big, thick glass bottle with a cork. So the carbonation on this is going to be a lot higher. It's going to be really lively in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what I, I, I generally like working some of the carbonation out by giving it a swirl or something like that. But, you know, try it and then see if you like it. Swirl some out and see if you like it better that way. There's a lot of uh, a, a lot of flavor here, but I do think that it, it's good to, yeah, get the carbonation out of this one a bit because it's it's being hidden under that sort of carbonic acid Yeah, the aroma is something along the lines, um, I'm getting figs, big fig aroma, and it's in there with kind of like a um, a brown bread or um, raisin bread or something like that. I just got, I just agitated to get a whole bunch of, and I just Mm -hmm. smelled just basically carbonic acid, I just smelled this big poof of carbonation, so you kind of smell it after it lets go of. Little something, a little toasty, um, almost like toasted, so almost burnt. Getting some of that on the nose. Definitely like your fig call. Raisins, figs, anything dried fruit. I wanted to jump in and say raisins, and you took it from me, son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> Dates too. Uh, the all those you know really condensed sweet fruits that are dried. Like I, a, I, I never had a fig. 
Oh, really? I don't like raisins. So How about my... Fig Newtons? Do you ever have one of those? Mm-mm. Really? Nope. I, I don't like anything. I'll buy a I box a, like, I, like, coming on the show, I learned I don't like anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, based on your reaction, mm-hmm. I think you like a lot of stuff. You just haven't tried a lot of stuff. Well, the first, like, I like the mead the, the, for the pre-show. I like the Oktoberfest. And then I like the, um, which I, th- I believe is also in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. the... Um, Crossfade. The Saison. Uh, mm-hmm. And then after that, you lost me. Mm. This one, like, I, when I first tried it without, like, twirling it and getting, like, oxidized, um, it, like, all all my, it was, like, very tingly, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I guess, like, that was from the carbonation. Yeah. Um, and then after I actually, like, swirled it, it, it was a lot better, but it still, it still doesn't have me. Yeah. Mm. Give it some time. Yeah. I just keep drinking it, and then I'll yeah. see if I like yeah. it. <laughs> it seems like it, you, you kind of warm up the things. I do. So. The more I have it, the more I, like, just, just. Just deal with it. Yeah. I, I like it more. Took her a while to warm up to me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this one, you know, aside from those dark fruits, right? There's there's something in there that's kind of like um, woody or, or spicy, like like something like cinnamon, but not as cinnamony. You know, yeah. something maybe more like real cinnamon instead of um, cicatio, You know, or something the like cassia? that. Cassia. Cassia. Yeah. Um, you know, something. Can I say what I think? It, yeah, go for it. I'm yeah, getting like kind of your cinnamon thing. I don't think it's cinnamon at all. I think it's more along the lines of like a ginger. Okay, yeah, there's ginger notes in there for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I mean, more so no, there's not cinnamon or ginger ingredients in this thing. Right? Yeah, these are just the flavor. The, yeah, the, you know, the, the, the type of flavor the for it. But no, I'll go with ginger for sure. Not like ginger ale, but. Um, Certainly, you know, just a little essence of ginger in there yeah, for sure. Like candied if, if candy if ginger. Candied or dried ginger. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking of like, some, yeah, like Thai food with some ginger in it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a little nutmeg or something along those lines. Um, oh, so you some, you gave me this whole insight into Thai food, right? I mean, so you're talking about something with, you know, some, some cinnamon, ginger, uh, coconut milk, you know, like mm-hmm. but that whole melange of flavors, right? That kind of ties into this a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was when you said the cinnamon. Cur- that's like kind Thai of what curry I paste went to. or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I went to. It could have been that I just had Thai mm-hmm. like a week ago, but that's just what I heard when you said cinnamon. I was like, ah, we I haven't discussed in a while flavor uh, drift, right? That mm-hmm. was um, we learned it from palate drift. Yeah, palate drift from uh, Gerald from the uh, beverage institute was the one who originally sort of interested introduced us to the term, mm-hmm. which is when you have you. If you've had something recently, you tend to sort of taste that in things. Mm-hmm. So it's just you know it's, your your mind is you feel able to it, yeah. get make those connections easier. So you mm-hmm. can say okay, this tastes like a Thai food because I've had Thai food recently, or I've had yeah. like this it, tastes it, like macaroni and cheese because I had macaroni. <laughs> and It'd be interesting recently. to know if that was a um, whether it was just a psychological thing or if there was like some kind of mechanical thing in there too i'm thinking it's probably What's mostly i'm thinking mostly I, I psychological I well i mean psychological is to me would be oh here is you know i have this like most recent flavor list in the back mm-hmm. of my mind right and like i start from the top and search down you know so it hits mm-hmm. you know okay. where the other thing it would be more like whole that little whole learning the taste type thing where because you've tasted coconut milk recently maybe that pathway is stronger so you're more likely to follow that pathway again i would say that, that you're talking about the same thing 
Oh, okay. I mean, I mean they're kind of both. Yeah, I think they're both kind of in the same yeah. exact area. I think they're both slightly different. I think you do tend to be a little bit more biased to things that you had recently. Yeah, I think these are things that have just recently been reinforced. That's the way that we believe that memory works. It might so, not even be just that bias towards it. It could, just be, it could end up, oh, man, damn, that could be just uh, the thing where you mm-hmm. just had it recently. So it could be more along. I like his idea of you go through the checklist of things. And it's all about how much you've recently had, and then the further down, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's further it's away. Yeah, 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 right. But but it would be an entirely mechanical process because it is simply that you've recently had it, so it's more pronounced. That it's, yeah, it's, yeah, more, yeah. it's easier it's in your to, memory more. Yeah, it's, it's easier for that for that neuron to trip or whatever that cluster of neurons is to trip. I have something yeah. for the post show mm-hmm. on Good that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's about it for the show, guys. I think so. so. I want to ask something that you don't do anymore during the show that I've noticed the last time. How come you don't do the Amazon thing anymore? Or is that always a post-show? That, that was a post-show, but we haven't done it lately. You haven't done it lately. I apologize yeah. for that. Because I was like, I was all excited. Well, there's a time for the plug right there. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. <laughs> Support the show. Oh, you haven't done that either do your, Well, I was going to let it go because yeah. we were just doing our own thing, but... Uh, there's the music. Uh, you know, when you shop online, shop at Amazon, but don't go to Amazon.com. Go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's it. It helps the show. You don't and spend any extra with money and it helps you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, that's... Uh... That's not the end because we do something where we rank. Now, you don't, you don't have to participate. We do not force anybody to rank. Um, but... You can we just did. say what you liked. What, you know, yeah. we, we Part of our gimmick is to force Greg and I to put them all in the order that we preferred them, mm-hmm. lowest to highest. Okay. Um, and you can do that if you want. I'm sure the people listening can probably rank my beers <laughs> for me. Probably, probably. <laughs> um, I can go first. I am going to put... I'm going to put the Breckenridge at the bottom. It just... I wanted more out of my oatmeal stout. It, you know, that quick, clean finish that it gave me. While it was quick and clean, I really didn't bring much oats to the party, and it didn't bring much roastiness to the party. What it brought was kind of a, a an ashy smokiness, yeah. and that's not really what I'm looking for in anything other than a smoked stout or a smoked beer or something like that. Uh, second to last place, let's do the Neon Gypsy. Um, it, it just kind of didn't deliver, you know, they put what, seven, eight, nine hops in there <laughs> and they certainly did. the aroma was okay. I mean, the aroma was good. I was excited. And then I took a sip and it was like this like disconnect. You know, I felt like I was in this valley between, you know, like, like you said, um, phase three, um, tropicals mm-hmm. and the phase one citruses and i was adjacent to the phase two sulfuries and right. it just it I, I just thought that it really didn't execute well um doo, 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 doo. now we're now now we're to the good beers and, <laughs> um golly Golly. Golly. I think I'm going to put the Lost Abbey. I like them all. I mean, they're all almost the same. Like, I'm going to put the Lost Abbey in third place. And uh, what I liked about this beer was uh, those dark fruits, that big fig. But, you know, kind of the, the more complexity when you worked out the carbonation and you got that that woodiness and you got the kind of spices and whatnot. I really liked enjoying exploring those. 
Um, second place, this beer was really good. One of the best Gozas that I've had uh, in recent times, and that's the Pizza Boy Goza Haters Tears. Um, it had a fuller body, and uh, well, let me see. Let's see. It had a fuller body than than a lot of Gozas. It was more sour than average, just slightly more sour than average. But I thought it was really well put together. Um, I, I could drink a few of those in a hot summer day for sure. And then I'm gonna put this Oxbow in first place. You know, it's this 2014 mm-hmm. December 2014 um, hoppy saison blend thing. But I didn't know it was that old. But the age really worked wonders. We started off with that beer. Uh, I really like the complexities that formed in that beer, and um, kind of tart, tangy. You know, the wheatgrass and le- or lemongrass, all that stuff. I thought it just came together in a really nice package. Cool. All right. So my rankings are very similar to yours. In fact, you you convinced me uh, to change one of mine. Uh, but in, in fifth place, going to be the, 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 the claw, uh, because just that that oniony thing is just not for me. And I mean, uh, people like that oniony stuff. I get it, but I don't. And so I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make my going to make my opinion heard. Uh, and that Duclaw, yeah, no, none of that. Uh, but uh, in fourth place, going to be the Breck and Ridge. I kind of liked it more than you did. Um, I thought, especially, I really did think that if you put peppers in that, there there was something there, because uh, that th- that was a really nice base stout for for, pe- mm-hmm. for peppers. So, hey, Breckenridge, if hey, AB, if you're listening to us, like you listened to us uh, a couple times about for using Michelob as your craft beer brand, no, that didn't work out for you, but hey, uh, <laughs> it, it was a good idea, um, and uh, other things that uh, that they have listened to us, or at least we. We believe they have. Because <laughs> we... <laughs> Excuse me. We feel we're, we're more important than we actually are. Um, number three. <laughs> and I'm going to agree with you on the, on the uh, one, two, three. Lost Abbey. Um, you may... I was thinking that second place, but then, yeah, I thought about the Pizza Boy. The Pizza Boy had that Gatorade thing going. It was working... It was hitting those Goza cylinders really well. I liked it a lot, but I understand why someone would not like a Goza. Uh, but that Oxbow was great. Uh, really, uh, really very, very good. All right. So I've been really struggling on my one and two place, but we'll get there soon. So number five, I'm sticking with my meh and putting <laughs> Duclaw at number five. And I completely agree with Greg on everything. The onion thing does not... It doesn't. I mean, it is so potent and so uh-huh. powerful. And like I said, when I bite into a burger and something, I know when the chef accidentally put too big of an onion onto it, it drives me insane. That's kind of how I feel about Duclaw. The second one's going to Breckenridge um, Oatmeal Stout. I don't want to say I dislike this beer because I didn't. I actually enjoyed it with the uh, nice smokiness, but I felt like it had a lot more potential it had a lot more to offer but it just didn't really succeed they could have done more to it really bring mm-hmm. it out more so i think basically our five and four both stand and i believe our three stands as well lost abbey lost and found now um what i really enjoyed about it in the top three um is what i really enjoyed and i had trouble really placing where i'm gonna put these top three um, I really did enjoy the uh, the woodiness that came from the Lost Abbey. The when when you talked about fig, that's just like was right on the money for it. It was a very enjoyable beer, very drinkable. I could 
I have a couple glasses in the night and feel really good. Now, the last two for first and second place, I'm still struggling with on the Oxbow and the Pizza Boy. The Oxbow, I really, really loved. Coming out, it came out so strong, like the first beer of the night, well, first beer of the show. I mean, it was was so well-made and just a fantastic, and it also, but what kind of steers me away is that it's two years old. So that could play into how well that beer was. Like, what would it have tasted like if it was only a few months old? I feel like it might have a, I mean, it probably would have a lot different. Oh, it certainly was. That's would, what I mean. I, I mean, you can do, you can, however you rank those, however you want to rank them. To me, I like to rank based on the beer I had, not necessarily the beer it should have been. Yeah. And this wasn't an old stale beer, right? This is no, a style of beer not. where. He might say somewhere on the label, age for a year or two, you know, or age for three or four mm-hmm. years. So, you know, it's this beer definitely aged well. Yeah. And yeah, ultimately, I'm coming down to I'm going to put Haters Tears in second place. Um, I've never had, I haven't had my fair share of Gozas, so I mm-hmm. can't really s- speak for the stylistics, mm-hmm. hearing from what you guys have to say. Um, I really did enjoy that salty, sweet kind of aspect that came from it. It wasn't what I was really anticipating. And it was a different, uh, completely different than what it was. So that really attracted me to it, to when a beer is just like so different than what I was expecting Mm -hmm. it to be in a good way. Sometimes it can be in a really bad way. And then obviously lastly, uh, I'll put the Oxbow Crossfade because that was a that was a fantastic saison. I mean, it was such well-crafted and I thoroughly enjoyed it. All right, Aaron. Um, well, if I like You don't have to rank. You don't have to rank. Yeah, I was going to say I can't remember most of them. But the saison would probably be my my first favorite. And that's nice. the first one we drank, I believe. So it pretty much goes in the order that we drank them, okay. except for that onion beer. <laughs> <laughs> that one goes last, and then there you go. Sorry, Duclaw. And then it moves up. I'm, yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't okay. drink that one. Okay. We'll, we'll put down that uh, you like the oxbow. We'll, yeah, we'll it's the onion one and the, the salt one. Is that the same one or is that a different one? Uh, no, the, the salt one is the, um, the haters, the pizza boy. Mm, it's in last place between those two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Aaron, uh, I know uh, I'm going to speak for Jeff. We really enjoyed having you on the show. Thank you. Uh, and we hope that you had a, a good time. If mm-hmm. if not um, having everything you wanted, at least getting a sort of experience of, of beer. Mm-hmm. And if you oh, want yeah, to come absolutely. back, then you're certainly more than welcome. Absolutely. This is fun. I had a fun time. Great. Yeah. And again, Nick, thanks for joining us. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks, everyone, for listening. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. If you want to email us, that's beer at craftbeerradio.com. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, I'm at Jeff Bear. At CBR Greg. And have a shared account at Craft Beer Radio. Uh, guys want to share your contact info? Not Please, that no one cares. No one cares about, about us. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, my phone number, my address. Please send me money. It'd be great. Social Security. <laughs> oh, yeah, might as well. <laughs> <laughs>